All right, John, thank you for being on the Dad the Best I Can show. Good to have you. Hey, good to, good to be here, Rob. Thanks for having me. Where are you calling in from today? Uh, from Chicago, just outside Chicago, where uh, spring is trying to break through, but not very successful yet. Oh, I, Chicago is the best. I lived there eight years, and that was the thing. It's like it's May by the time you actually break through, right? Correct. Exactly right. So, John, we connected via Juliana and Bill Rancic's app pair. That's where I discovered you, and you were giving out uh, bite-sized parenting nuggets that were uh, super helpful. So, appreciate you for that. No, thanks so much, and and they are great to work with. And um, if you get a chance, look at look at that pair app. It's really impressive. Yeah, it's awesome. So, tell us a little bit about you. You are a psychologist in Chicago. Yeah, I'm a clinical psychologist here. Work a lot with. Um, teenagers and parents, a lot with parents, and uh, wrote a book called The Available Parents about seven or eight years ago. I have a book called Parenting the New Teenager coming out in a couple of months here in August. Awesome. So you are also a dad, is that right? I am. I've got, um, my son is now 23 years old. Uh, So one thing I can uh, attest to is time moves faster than you can imagine, and it seems to move at warp speed through the teen years. Wow. The, yeah, they say the, I've got a six, four and one year old. They say the days go by slow, but the years go by fast. I'm sure you can attest to that. That sounds about right, Rob. Yeah. Enjoy every moment, man. Yeah. That 23 though, there's no better time to be a kid. So good for him. He's probably having a great time. He's having a good life. Um, he's yes. Things, things are good for George. <laughs> so John, you're uh, you do a few different podcasts. You're everywhere. You're on WGN, but I recently heard you, I think you did a social share about it. You were on a podcast with Heidi Stevens, the On Purpose podcast, and the episode was The Decline of Male Friendships. And I was like, oh, I want to listen to this. And 30 minutes later, I'm just shaking my head. I think I took out a a pen and started taking notes because it was stuff that I think about all the time, you know, with my friends and as we're getting older. So I'd love to hear you you share some of that with the other dads out there listening. Yeah, briefly, I think we um, somehow, uh, maybe it's work, maybe it's just adulthood, but we guys tend to let our friendships wither and die on the vine, um, and we are the poorer for it. So, you know, I, I don't think we curate our and tend to our friendships the way women are brought up to do, I think, more than anything else. I think we guys are so stoic um, in so many ways that um, we're we hold back, I think, emotionally with each other. And um, I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of close friends where if I can tell that guy, hey, man, I love you. When I walk away from him, I know like, okay, this is a friendship I can count on and rely on and that will carry me and help keep me young as I get older. I think we miss that a lot as men. Um, And the lesson we can take is usually from women, our wives, our sisters, our friends, um, because they're very good at curating and holding on to friendships and taking care of each other. And I don't know if we, if we guys, we tend to isolate uh, unnecessarily, I think. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I do keep up with my friends back home. We have a, a group chat, shout out to the Lucky Bunch, which I love that we have, you know, we can shoot, to shoot the shit together and everything every day, but it's not always the same, right? The, you know, chatting over social media and group texts like that. It's, it's still good to have, but it's nice to, uh, you know, schedule that guy's trip. I think that's something that we're, we're not doing as much as we used to. So what kind of uh, ideas do you have for guys to 
kind of re-spark that. Yeah, you know, um, I think the guy's trip is a, a big part of it. Uh, I speak on that podcast about friends of mine from college, and we just recently, there were six of us, we were really close back in the day, and recently got back together just via a group text, which was great, Rob. I mean, it was a really good start, but we realized kind of collectively, like, this isn't good enough. We, we, we need to do better, so let's plan that trip. Let's plan that weekend. Um, and get together. And that's something we're in, in the process of doing kind of as we speak. So plan that weekend, but also plan that breakfast, you know, um, just get out with it, with those guys, plan that breakfast. Um, when you go out golfing, when you play basketball with your buddies, stop for a minute and talk about life, you know, because sometimes we keep things so superficial uh, and our relationships aren't as deep as they could be. And most of us are longing for that. So part of this, I think this kind of old school definition of what masculinity and manhood is supposed to be. Um, and I think if we're a little more emotionally present and available to each other, I think we can carry each other through tough times. I think, I think that can work really, really well. Yeah. And it's a great example to, you know, I really didn't think about any of this stuff until I had kids because, you know, when you don't have kids, you have tons of free time. You can hang out with your buddies all the time, but once you have one, two, three, those, that time shrinks. So it's like, the other thing is what kind of example do we want to set for, you know, our sons, which I've got two and a little girl. I mean, I want to make sure, you know, that, that they're seeing me going out with my friends and things and also probably healthier for your relationship with your wife, all these things. You were even saying, uh, what is it? The uh, mortality rates of men, like you think it even contributes to that? I do. Um, I really do. Because, you know, I think we're, because we're a little less connected, um, we don't, we don't redefine ourselves as our lives go on. I think we tend to feel like, okay, at some point, and maybe it happens in our late thirties, forties, fifties, I'm not sure exactly where, I think we can see the end of our story. And, um, and so we don't redefine ourselves and try new things. I, I think we tend to kind of get stuck in ruts. And yes, I do think that contributes to the earlier mortality of men, whereas women, redefine themselves, find Pilates or yoga or something new for their bodies and their minds and their spirits. Whereas we men get complacent, I think, um, and we can probably press each other to do better. This happened with my best friend this morning, Rob, where I um, am looking to get something done professionally. And, uh, and he's pressing me like, come on, man, let's get it going. We're not getting any younger. Get started. And that that kick, that, that helps me a lot. Yeah, you definitely need... Uh, a couple of us giving each other a kick in the ass to, to keep it going. Absolutely. Right. Uh, and how do you think that does impact like our sons and our kids and watching the way we interact with our friends? You know, I coach my kids teams, but even the other day, my, my son's like, when do you get to play baseball or tennis? And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm taking you to little league every day, but I got to make time for me too. Rob, you're right on it. I mean, I think we become sideline dads in so many ways and, um, and we're, we forget how important, modeling is right you know like just doing the thing instead of talking about doing the thing or coaching the thing right because our kids need to see that a, an adult life is a vigorous one um i work with all these kids and they'll tell me like the most foreboding awful thing to them is the idea of becoming an adult and part of it is just watching the model their parents are giving them that they're not very happy so i think the more we model engagement happiness um, vigor, a vigorous life, an exciting life, 
Um, our kids need to see that just as much as they need to see us, you know, on the sidelines at their things. They need to know that we're engaging and we're trying things and we're, we're living our lives fully. You'll, you'll, you'll like this along those lines, mate. We had our four-year-old had opening day little league and they gave the, uh, they, they allowed one parent to do the announcing. So every time your kid comes up to hit, you'd announce, play some music. And I volunteered for it. I was like, oh, this will be a great time. I get to pretend like I'm you know, Vince Scully or something. But <laughs> halfway through the uh, first inning, the other kids wanted to try it. So I'm handing the microphone to my older son. And other, I was like, oh, your brother's coming up. You want to do it? And their eyes lit up. They had such a great time being able to. So it was kind of just like playing with your kids and showing, setting the example, right? That's it's a great story and setting the example and the word playing. I love that. Um, because, uh, you know, every once in a while you see a group of guys, adult men who hang out together, laugh together. I think we, we forget how to have fun, to laugh and to play. Um, one of my best friends, Todd Adams, he is big into play. I mean, like he'll get a bunch of guys together and we're in our thirties, forties and fifties. I'm in my fifties. And he'll press us like, all right, we're playing hide and seek at my house. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> um, and it, it seems like the most absurd thing. And then you find yourself getting way into these games. And um, it, it's really, really fun. And, and to bring out the kid in yourself, um, it does keep you young. And you find yourself like getting into it, laughing. Uh, your heart races like you're 10. You know, it's really fun. <laughs> More of that. Yeah, I think they made a whole they made a whole movie about it called Tag, where these guys they get together. Exactly. It is you almost have to do these absurd, ridiculous things because an hour later, I guarantee you're going to be rolling on the floor laughing and like talking about it for years. Yeah, even if you think it's ridiculous, go ahead and do it. Right, you know, even if you think you're you're, you're losing something dignity wise, go ahead and, ha- and jump jump in the pool and have a good time. All right, John, on the dad, the best I can show. We like to do a dad tip of the week. What do you have for us today, John? Okay, so here's my tip for dads. We tend to um, step away from parenting thinking it's work. So we, we carry in our minds that parenting is work on top of the work we already do. And so we tend to allow moms, wives to do the bulk of the parenting, assuming that we're kind of getting away with something. A dad recently said this to me. Change the way you look at parenting. Look at it more as connecting and being available and present and not missing it. Don't look at it as work or you're going to try to avoid it and time will pass and you will miss it. Right. Oh, I love that. I think I heard you tell that story of the dad that uh, he's like, oh, I get to read the New York Times at bedtime. And then, you know, 20 years later, you hear it all the time. He's like, oh, my, the, the days went by so fast. They know I missed out. And then he's depressed. And you're saying, you know, this is the moment right now is to take advantage of it. Exactly. Don't miss it because, you know, you can't get you can't get nine back. You can't get four back. You know, once it's gone, it's gone. And, I, and here's the thing I'm also learning all the time. It's not always easy. It, sometimes it sucks, but it's almost always worth it, you know, an hour later, a day later. And I think we confuse those two that like, you know, my kid wants to go outside and I don't really want to right now. But when you do it, you know, you're glad you did it. Right. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes, you know, the thing your kid's doing, you know, like uh your kid might be interested in, you know, a certain TV show, some cartoon that you just can't stand or a video game you can't stand or whatever it is that they're into. Get into it with them, regardless of whether you can stand it or not. You're right, because sometimes it sucks. Sometimes you have no interest in it. But if it's what they're about, 
be about that for a little while. It, it will be worth it an hour later. You're absolutely right about that. I love it. Thank you so much, John. Where can people learn more about what you're up to? Yeah, so um, uh, just about everything I do, you can find through my website, uh, drjohnduffy.com. Awesome. You guys got to check him out. John has given helpful advice everywhere. I really appreciate appreciate you being on the Dad the Best I Can show, John. Let's, uh, let's reconnect soon. Absolutely, Rob. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening to the Dad the Best I Can show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Actually, five stars. We could do better than that. Brooks? Infinity. Infinity stars. Cameron? How many stars? Infinity thousand. You got to one up them in this household. Thanks. See ya.